Sustainable Development Goal number 7 is all about ensuring universal access to electricity. Yet, some 600 million Africans still lack access to power. Now, how does one tech company plan on making it more profitable for power distributors to increase investments in Africa through a software solution that eliminates theft, reduces losses from faulty networks, and increases payment collection rates? And how does that company see its role in the global fight against climate change? Hello again to the Startup Agenda, where we host Egyptian startups and tech companies with solutions for growth and development in Africa. I am delighted to be joined today by the co-founder of Pylon, the Y Combinator company, the chief executive officer of Pylon, Ahmed Ashour. Hello, Ahmed. Hello, Ahmed. The, the pleasure is mine. Thank you very much for hosting me. Thank you. I very much appreciate your time. Let's jump right into it. You seem to have an innovative solution to raise the efficiency of water and power distribution in emerging markets. Can you tell us uh, a little more about it in a nutshell? Sure. Um, it, all, it all started with my background in the utilities and distribution sector. So I've been, I've joined one of the leading media manufacturers across emerging markets since 2009. And I grew with the corporate ladder till I was commercial director handling the sales across different geographies from the Philippines to Ghana, Zambia, Ethiopia, Czech Republic, uh, Mexico, and Brazil. And um, uh, all along, there was one main challenge facing the French utilities is that there is huge loss of resources and a lot of huge loss of revenues. We're talking about almost up to 40% of the revenues of those utilities are lost <laughs> due to inefficiencies. So um, those inefficiencies, we can focus on three different uh, points. So, uh, the first one is the uncollected revenue. People consume electricity and don't pay for it or water. Even with water, it's worse. And uh, we have the commercial losses, which is basically theft. People stealing electricity with numerous ways by tampering with the meter. And the third one, which is technical losses, which is losses due to technical issues happening on the network. We in Egypt, we have uh, suffered from the losses of uh, energy and from the, the lack of uh, clear flow of energy uh, across the grid. We have all seen it in 2012 and the years after that of the big load uh, uh, sheds that we uh, went through. The challenge which was disturbing our normal life. Mm -hmm. So one thing led to another, uh, given the background and giving the challenges that we have seen and and uh, the urge to do something of value other than going and working a nine to five that to, to be uh, to do something helpful, helpful uh, to, to our country and to mm -hmm. uh, other similar emerging markets. <laughs> so we started building, I met my co-founder then, Omar Rodi, and we started building a solution to solve uh, those challenges. Yeah, those, thank you very much, Ahmed. And you mentioned you've been working in the utility business for years before setting up Pylon. And you were quoted saying that conventional metering software that is used by companies such as uh, Oracle and Siemens, they don't sometimes meet the demands of utility distributors in emerging markets. Could you explain the difference between that conventional software and yours and why do you believe a uh, pylon solution is, is more tailored to emerging markets? Sure. 
Actually, when we started working on, on our solution after the first initial meeting between me and my co-founder, Remy, we've known each other since childhood, mm-hmm. but funny enough, we met because I wanted to do a website. Okay. And to me, he was the technical guy who knows anything about this. We met then, and then I knew that he started a company developing uh, tech solutions for like an ERP solutions, and that he had the very strong uh, clients. And, and that, uh, I knew how brilliant he was since childhood. So what started as a website developed as me telling him, do you know anything about meter, meter data management and uh, how we can handle utilities? So we agreed on, let's go and let's research it. So after we started our research, uh, we, we went on and we decided, okay, so let's build it up. So what are we going to build? We're going to copy the big five, the big five of Oracle, SAP, and uh, Schneider, Siemens, and the likes. Mm. So we went and we started copying exactly what they did. Mm. And we figured out that we built the solution, which is, uh, which is like the top five, but doesn't serve the markets that we are targeting mm-hmm. because those companies, they built solutions for uh, developed economies for, uh, for Europe and for uh, North America, where there is no such thing as stealing electricity mm. or not in the magnitude that we are seeing uh, across emerging markets, people pay their bills by phone call. And it, there was not such urgency for the solution of those utilities to be reflected mm-hmm. in, in emerging markets. So we said, okay, let's go back to the basics. What do we want to build? We want to build the solution to focus on the efficiency. Mm-hmm. So what are the main challenges? Again, the main challenges are people are stealing, people are not paying, and there is leakage happening across the network. Mm-hmm. So we went and we tailored the solution to focus on those three main options. This is the, the, the main differentiation between us and the, the giants. Uh, this is another thing. Another thing is that the giants they are too big. They are huge and they are working across different sectors. But for us, our main focus is the distribution sector and the solution which solves their challenges. So in terms of speed, we always say that we are like a race motorcycle compared to a huge truck or a huge even uh, naval base. Yeah. So we're much faster, much quicker. And we are uh, laser focused, solving the inefficiencies of the utilities center. It, it, it's a long journey from just thinking about starting a website to what you've built. So congratulations. And I'm glad that the idea of a website, you know, developed into something that is potentially a market changing. So from what I understand, the solution that you've built is probably more tailored or better suited for microgrids and off-grid solutions which are the go-to solutions now in many parts of Africa to improve access to electricity. Would you say it is better suited for small distributors and microgrids? Uh, Small distributors and microgrids are part of our client base, but however, we uh, we target huge utilities as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So our current markets, we're targeting around 200 million uh, metering points mm-hmm. across different geographies, whether in Africa, Brazil, and the Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. So we focus on everyone, whether it's a, it's a microgrid or it's a, it's a main network, it's all the, the same challenges. Yeah, I understand that you're already working with construction companies in, in Egypt and the Philippines, that you have an eye on Africa, but could you tell us? Uh, more about where you're starting in Africa, where do you see natural potential for growth in the African market? 
definitely for us, uh, we have the, we have the, a strong focus on Africa. And the only thing that made us move towards Philippines and uh, Brazil first is that they have a semi-liberated uh, market when it comes to the electricity distribution sector. So this is why we targeted uh, both those areas. Are we saying this? I've seen the same movement happen now in Nigeria and in South Africa. So our main focus going forward, other than Egypt, of course, is, uh, is Nigeria, South mm-hmm. Africa, Tunisia, Morocco. And we're also starting because after the round that we've raised, our main focus is the commercial expansion. Commercial mm-hmm. expansion is a big part of it. And so we are open to partnership across the, the African continent. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for partnership and now we're developing some of those. So we're looking for partners and to expand and to offer our search. A very important aspect to our solution, other than the technicalities and how we are laser focused on the efficiency, is that many of those utilities who are already losing 40% of their revenues, mm-hmm. they are technically bleeding daily. So they are cash trapped since they are not able to collect all their, their, their revenues and they are making losses. So they are not able to go and upgrade the, their solution to go to a smart grid solution and to make that huge investment. So what we do is that we provide our solution and our hardware as a subscription based. Mm-hmm. So they come, they sign with us and they start making money. Yeah. So there's no upfront investment by the companies that subscribe to your solution. Exactly. And to give you more perspective, if, if a company has 1 million customer, which is a mid-sized company, order to upgrade to roll to a smart grid, usually would cost around from 200 to $250 million. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge investment to be made. What we do is that we have different partnerships with different financial institutes, whether the allies or others who are focused on the climate and focused on, on offsetting the carbon emissions and helping emerging markets and solving the, the challenges to, to, of the utility sector in emerging markets to are able to get the financing and yeah. offer it as a subscription basis to them. When you start exploring these emerging markets, are there any legislative or regulatory hurdles that you've encountered? What are some of these regulatory showstoppers that can prevent you from engaging in these markets? Usually if there is some certifications which needs to be done, but it depends on the country. We always work with hardware. So we work with different hardware providers. We work with the, around now almost 30 different 30 hardware providers. Mm-hmm. And we position ourselves as the Android but for smart meeting. Right. So we are open. We are working with different hardware providers and the, uh, we adopt international protocols. We are hardware agnostic meet and, uh, and uh, communication agnostic. When it comes to legislation, there, there is some, but usually focused on the hardware hmm. and, and it's manageable. And sometimes show blocker usually, unless there is I mean, some, some manipulation in the market, which wants to block it for a certain competitor, which is not usually the case. You've landed a very good round of funding recently. It's very impressive, 19 million US dollars which goes to show the great amount of, of trust and promise uh, that you've shown. But this is your first fund series and you've been bootstrapping the company since you've began. And I wonder if you have any advice to uh, startups on, on how they can go so far before they start going for funding, funding rounds. Sure, it's true. It was, we were lucky enough to bootstrap the company and to push the funding till that point, because usually when 
there is funding going into Kopki, there is dilution and there is the new shareholders coming in, new shareholders agreements, different terms, different setup. So it's a, it's a different story. <laughs> However, we were lucky to push it and I would say it's, it was an easy task. It was very documented first and uh, to be able to maneuver the different risks and uh, anyone who asks me about your surviving. <laughs> so we have seen it at the point of time we were about uh, we were about to sort of lad the contract where mm-hmm. it was, it was in the early days of well, the company mm-hmm. worth $16 million. Mm-hmm. And, and then a month later, mm-hmm. we lost, we lost the opportunity mm-hmm. and we didn't even, uh, the startup the journey. So it's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. One day you're, you're up, whether they have uh, enough money to pay the salaries for that month. Okay. So it can go from 16 million to none to zero. One month. How, how nimble are you as, as a team? What, what number of employees are we talking about? Uh, now we're around closer to 50. We're hiring as we speak. However, uh, we're always uh, being clean. Thank you yep. for raising this. And if there is different schools in everything in life. So I have seen it even before. So everyone was wishing, was wishing for hiring, growing, get scaling. Mm. The, don't, 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 don't give a damn about the unit economics and just go with just acquire market share, which is a strategy. However, <laughs> given the, the current economic situation that we have seen, we know that this is not very sustainable. And whenever there is a huge turbulences, you can see as, as you have seen with the, with the different stocks around us, the international stocks, that the Netflix stock, for example, went from around 600 to 170. Yeah. So it almost got uh, divided by four. So it's, uh, I'm not saying that uh, that uh, Netflix concerns about Netflix. Netflix is a great company, of course, but in terms of what there is rough times, no, this gives you a um, big blow. Yeah. So we've always adopted uh, ad- adopted a, a positive a positive like uh, uh, unit economic. So always focus on the economics. Right. Burn cash. That's dope learn and uh, always be as lean as possible. Yeah. You mentioned how much of a roller coaster it is, uh, the, the the startup ecosystem, uh, one day you're up, one day you're down, but you've definitely had some help within the ecosystem. Would you like to give a shout out to anyone in particular, any institution uh, that has helped you along your way here? Yes, that you know, one of the very nice things about the startup system is the support that you get from different fellow founders. One of those that I need to, to thank are, of course, like uh, Omar Hagras uh, from Trella. Mm-hmm. Very supportive. Stop, I mean, mm-hmm. very supportive uh, also. And uh, both are paid founders. I would say it also, uh, Wasla, uh, mm-hmm. they have all given lots of support throughout and I've learned a lot, a lot from them. And from, uh, from the institution side, of course, we're very lucky to have a great uh, group of uh, investors who uh, were very helpful, mm. uh, like Endure Capital, Tarek Bahim specifically. They have been, have been, we wanted to join our journey in 2019, but we decided yeah. that we really keep going with the bootstrapping. Mm. It's quite uh, pissed about it, but he's <laughs> he's on board. They have been super supportive and give us uh, great advice uh, while uh, growing the company. One of them was to join YC. Yes. So, so definitely YC was a great experience, although we were a bit ahead. We had the revenues and we were profitable and everything, but we joined YC and it proved to be a great experience. Yep. Support. 
from especially from our group partner from Nicola Desenni, the founder of Algulias. He was giving great help and hands-on company, extreme hands-on. He would go on to to uh, to aligning working on pitch deck. So he go and revise the aligning and the wording and everything. Mm. So it was great support. And also we were blessed to have the main founding advisor, Ahmed Nethat, who is the principal data scientist at the at uh, Facebook. Mm. He have been uh, uh, with us uh, all along the journey starting in July 2017, but then he was uh, right, right from afar. Then he was uh, with us officially from November 2019 during very rough times of the Corona and afterwards. Right. And then he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, not, he's more of a brother uh, now. So, so uh, YC have helped you uh, nail down your very short pitch. So please give me your best elevator pitch, your best one minute pitch of the company. What would you say? If I would say that the, across emerging markets, there is also around $400 billion. And what we do is we provide our solution which focuses on the data collection and we detect the challenges happening on the network, we automate the billing, we automate the revenues and only we detect those who are seeing electricity. <laughs> and our, the customers who come and sign up with us, they get an uplift in the revenues up to 50%. <laughs> so yeah, we have more than 1 million customers <laughs> in points spread throughout our grid. Egypt and the Philippines and we're expanding uh, as we go. So obviously environmental issues are very big and Egypt is hosting uh, COP27 and I can see how your solution uh, would have uh, a very important environmental impact by saving on the waste of, of electricity and by making revenue channels optimum. Are you planning on doing anything on the side of COP27? Definitely, COP27 is a great opportunity for us. We have a very strong focus on the environment and we believe, as I told you from the beginning for us, was we wanted to have an impact. Mm -hmm. the, now the impact is to preserve the land, our target and our vision. And many startups, they want to be uh, a unicorn or a decacorn. Mm. Of course, it's good to have. It's good to have the, to reach the, to be a decacorn and to achieve uh, that uh, that status. But for us, we want to be a gigacorn. Mm -hmm. By gigacorn is by reducing the by reducing the emissions by one gigaton. Mm. Uh, currently, the world emits around fifty-two gigatons uh, per year. Mm -hmm want to offset one gigaton of emissions. So our target is to offset 2% of the world's, world's CO2 emissions. That's a very large burden uh, and responsibility to take on. Uh, trivial question about the name of the company. I understand the pylon, you know, refers to electricity towers, but it's also the large sort of trapezoid entrances to Egyptian temples. I don't know if the play on words intentional or, or just a matter of coincidence. Who came up with the name? Bring it up and for me, the research and knowing, knowing this information, we had a different language, which we, which was, which would give the impression of a company before that or family business, but we had uh, the great PR agency, Wali uh, al-Masri uh, and, uh, and Rahma Zain. Mm -hmm. Then Trina, they, they came up uh, with the name and we were very happy, very excited about it because of the meetings and especially that the uh, subtly linked to our culture as well and to our ancestors. Yeah. Absolutely. Ahmed, uh, uh, I won't take up more of your time. This was fantastic. I certainly learned a lot and uh, uh, my admiration for you has grown uh, tremendously. 
I wish you the best, and it was really a pleasure to to talk to one of the first Egyptian uh, gagacorns. Hopefully, thank you very much. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was even beyond uh, my expectations. So thank you very much, and thank you for all the preparation uh, that you did. Uh, so it's it's usually very tough to talk about what we do with different people because it's maybe the conversation is a bit different. But uh, you have a very aligned. Uh, with uh, our vision. So thank you for your time. And it was our pleasure. And we looking forward to having uh, more uh, shows together. Thank you very much. Thank you.